guys, it's your host for today, Monica, and I'm here with my fellow um, group members, Jacob Made, um, Maciej Galak, and Sarah Schwabi. And today we're going to be talking about police shootings in the United States for our class podcast. So my name's Monica, and for um, police shootings in America, or the United States, um, the one of the most important articles that I found that contributed to this was the story of America's deadliest police, which talked about how police officers in one county killed more people in their capita than any other um, American county in 2015, which is like a ratio between police officers to like citizens of the city, and they talked about how like their police officers were being bogus and how they placed their one of one of the cases the officer placed his hands on the body of a person without permission which he wasn't supposed to do and they also went in depth about other police officer other police officers and other things going on in the United States like the things in Ferguson Missouri and um, in another article that contributed to this, um, it talked about how uh, police brutality and racism contributes to pol- racism contributes to police brutality in America, and how uh, a goal of the study was to examine how the public generally perceive police and how race and racism shape this discourse, meaning that they had to follow some things and they had to find what suggested about the rate of police brutality in America and how individuals perceived the police department and um, like how they saw black men in America. And in another one of my research articles, they talked about how half the people shot by the US police may have untreated mental illnesses and like a quarter and a half of people shot by the police in the U.S. had an untreated illness and how mental illness plays a big part in like shootings and stuff and they had this um this treatment advocacy center it was a nonprofit organization and it improved treatment and social services for people with persistent psychiatric illnesses which were mental illnesses and like they uh that they had no federal database reliability and like they didn't have an exact number but they mostly used deadly force by the law enforcement agencies and the role of mental illness in this plays a big part in police shooting and it's been rendered uh, virtually invisible by the failure of the government to look to collect data to show which like cases had been like with mental illnesses and stuff and one thing that I found interesting about this was how uh, in the state of Nevada they found mental illness was a factor in 54% of deaths, which interests me because I feel like police officers shouldn't kill people and like they should watch if people have mental illnesses or not because like people deserve to live. 
portion in the Mrs. Project of the police violence in the black community. And from my provided article, I got that two Sacramento police officers won't face criminal charges for the fatal shooting of a black man following a chase that ended in his grandparents' yard and started a series of angry protests that rolled California's capital city. The county's top prosecutor named Saturday following a nearly year-long investigation. So basically, for the story, two cops were chasing a black man, and they basically shot him to death with no reason. And it says in the article, uh, Tony and Mary Schubert concluded knowing that the evidence supported their account that Clark was moving towards them when they opened fire. Schubert said the evidence, including their reactions, captured on that account supported officer statements and that they thought Clark was pointing gun. Turned out Clark was holding only a cell phone. His family members quoted expressed anger and disappointment and accused Schubert of unnecessarily revealing grim details of Clark's personal life. Uh, following the shooting, there was many riots uh, from the Black Lives Matter community, and the shooting um, it disrupted games for the NBA Sacramento Kings including one where they blocked thousands of fans from entering. That game was played in a nearly empty arena. Um, Schubert repeatedly apologized for raising the personal details during her hour-long presentation. She revealed Clark was facing possible jail time after a domestic violence complaint two days earlier from Sarah Manny, the mother of two children. He had also researched suicide websites, including those that suggested using a tranquilizer, which was among several drugs found in his system after death. For another story of uh, police violence in the black community, it says uh, the beating of French Jude. Uh, on October 23, 2004, Milwaukee police officer Andrew Spangler hosted a housewarming party in a middle-class white neighborhood. Several uh, police officers attended after 2.30 a.m. Frank Jude and Lovell Harris, both black men, arrived at the party as two guests of two female college students. The group of four began to feel uncomfortable and left the party, returning to the truck which they had arrived, but before they could pull away, at least 10 men surrounded the truck and accused Jaden Harris of stealing Spangler's police badge. Jude Harris and their hosts were pulled from the from the truck after having his face slit with a knife. Harris would escape, Jude would not. Spengler and other off-duty police officers began beating Jude about the face to about the face torso, while another pinned his arms behind his back. When Jude collapsed to the ground, the officers kicked his head. A pair of on-duty officers arrived, arrived around 3 a.m. Jude's female commanders had called 911 before party goers seized their phones. One uniformed officer, Joseph Shabel, stomped on Jude's face until he heard bones breaking. Another on-duty officer watched. An off-duty officer picked, up, picked Jude, up, Jude up and kicked him in the crotch and with such force, his uh, feet left the ground. Another look on Shiva's pants and pressed it deep into Jude's earpiece. Another bent uh, Jude's fingers back until they snapped. So basically, you can see, you know, the violence towards the black community. You know that it was an act of violence because they didn't really know.
violence and police shootings are killing people in our society and how deadly and like like how bad this is of a problem but we don't really know much about statistics and who specifically is being affected by this so in this um, podcast I'm going to be discussing exactly who is a victim and how many people are being affected by this um, nowadays So I'm sure most people don't know exactly how many people are killed due to police violence each year. Um, And in the year 2015 and 2016, about 1,092 victims were lost due to police shootings. And um, 52% of of that 1,092 victims were white, 26% were black, and 17% were Hispanic. And like a rough average of like what age that like age range that was was about 35 years old and if you look at like the the math more specifically about 57,375 years of life were lost from like people's expected like like how long people are left had left to live about that much um was totaled for people's lives so that's how much how many years were lost from those victims lives i guess and um, all these statistics that we like that I'll be sharing today, these are all recent statistics that have gone up tremendously like throughout the past years. So yeah, like these numbers have only gotten higher and higher and higher. Okay, and so moving on, we already understand that like yes, a lot of people are being killed um, in police shootings nowadays. But like, who specifically are the victims is something that not a lot of people are informed about. Um, and so if you're not aware basically it's mostly like minority groups um that are being targeted or just groups that have like have had bad like that just have had bad reputations throughout like history for for whatever different reasons so going back like we all should like would assume that like which like racial group is affected the most and we'll all assume like african-american people and that just goes back into history like african-american people have always been like victims of like um of people of like higher like i guess class or like not so much higher class but like like higher social status and going with that another statistic is that people most affected um, by police shootings are black men aged 15 to 34 um, and that's just something that's true like you know men are more likely to be shot than women and adults are more likely to be shot than like younger people like children um, so that's more common but like black people are more affected by this than any other race out there and White people are mostly, like, not the victims of police shootings. And now that we understand, like, how many people and um, are being affected and which specific groups of people are being affected, there's one more thing that we need to discuss, and it's how police are basically getting to choose who gets affected by police shootings. Um, and this, to explain this, basically police officers, like, they almost get, like, choice is like if they shoot a white person it's suddenly like 
like a really big deal nowadays but in society like like if someone were to get like shoot if a police officer were police officer were to shoot a black like man it would not be as big of a deal if you were to shoot like a white man or something and police officers get to get get away with like what they do based off of who they kill and some people getting killed is more important than other people getting killed and i think a lot of people don't realize that police officers control that like big decision and so like to conclude this like like my overall like argument i guess is like people like we see like oh this per another person was killed another person was killed but we don't see like who exactly was killed and why is this an important like shooting or why this isn't an important shooting we don't look at it specifically specifically enough we don't look at the numbers and like the overall like we just don't look at it close enough to see who is getting away with it who is like not getting the equal justice in this um police system so in my segment of today's podcast i'm going to be talking about why the whole black lives matter movement is so hard to stop and for it to come to an end one of my articles that I read titled Under the Radar, a officer was found posting a picture online where he was basically holding one of the Black Lives Matter signs that he took from a protester and he posted it onto Facebook and the mayor like posted it too to like show that their city supports the whole Black Lives Matter movement. And they got a lot of hate coming from multiple state, like multiple police departments. And that's really not what should be happening. What should have happened was the police department should have like helped and started supporting the movement, knowing that there are other people, other police officers in like around the nation who also um, support the movement. Another article I read titled Black Lives Matter Opening a Second Front. Um, Basically, they were describing how police officers have several choices they can make when pulling over, let's say, an African-American or even a Latino in their community. And instead of going just straight to opening fire, even if they're not a thousand percent sure that that person is, like, armed or anything, what they should do is... You know, cops have tasers. They can easily just tase them, which will, like, restrain them. Or they can, like, politely ask them to get out of their car or detain them. It doesn't have to go straight to opening fire because that costs the lives of a lot of uh, people. And it kind of just grows the movement out and makes it even greater. And more people will, like, team up on officers to support it and stop it from happening. Then third and final article I read, they asked the big question, would those officers kill those people if they were white? Which is kind of a messed up thought. Like, you would think that all officers would treat everybody the same, no matter their race, religion, any problem in America. But in most of the cases, especially in the Black Lives Matter movement, that's actually not the case. But that's pretty much all I have to say in my segment of today's podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast today. 
Thanks for Argo Cafeteria for sponsoring our podcast. This podcast. Yeah.